You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia D'Souza. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. I hope you all are having a really, really good day. I am having a progressive day, an expansive day, a good day. So today is <laughs> today is part of my, my self-care day. And so I went to get my brows done. And I was talking to the lady. I've never gotten like my brows tinted before. And so I said, hey, I want to try that. And she said, oh, you want to cover the gray in your brows? Bitch, who got gray in their brows? She said, you don't see the gray in your brows? I was like, man, is my vision that bad? I thought it was just a little sparse there. But she told me it was a little gray. And I said, yeah, put some tint on these brows, girl. So she um, put the tint on the brows. But I was telling her because I have color, like I don't want it to be too dark. So she was like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, I'll put the tint on. So, man, she put that tint on my brows, and I looked at myself, and I'm in there, I don't know if y'all know who this is, looking like Groucho Marx. I'm like, ma'am, if you don't get this shit off my brows, and she was like, oh, no, 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 it's not going to be that dark. So she finally took it off, and she covered my gray in that left brow over there, and and we got it together. But at first, I was like, ma'am, please. Just the things you go through in your little self-care and beauty routine, right? So what else is happening? Um, Let's see. I have a lot of expansion happening. Like I said, I have um, an upcoming trip to Dubai in April, and I'm grateful for that opportunity. I said before, I was talking about the power of who and how opportunities come to me through people that are already in my life as that one did. So I'll be speaking at the, what do you call this thing? The business growth conference in the women in law category. Now, what am I going to say to those women in law? I don't know. I feel like it's just like the podcast. When I open my mouth, it'll, it'll, it'll be filled because, you know, when I try to practice things and script things out, it just doesn't flow for me that way. I record videos, I record the podcast, I record everything just right off the dome. I just, it's what comes out is what you're going to get because I don't really care about allowing my humanity to, to be shown. And I trust that with all of the studying that I do on a regular basis, that something cohesive will come from this. It, it hasn't failed me yet, right? So I'm looking forward to that. And I was just like, out of all the places that you can go, you're going to hop your little hot ass right over there and go to Dubai and am, okay? And so there's that. So, you know, just also expansion in terms of expanding my team and adding business consultants and business coaches. So there's a lot of personal expansion that goes along with that. And I was just like, whoo, but... You know, it wouldn't be mine to do if I weren't prepared to handle it, right? Here's the other thing. I realize that I make decisions differently from a lot of people. And this is not to say your way or their way is wrong and mine is right, but just different. My coach taught me very, very early on 
that I needed to make decisions from where I'm going, not where I am. I don't make decisions from my current reality. So I have a vision. While the vision remains the same, the players might change, okay? But I have a vision. I have a clear vision of where I'm headed, right? Not all down to the to the granular details, but I have a pretty clear vision for my life. And I make decisions that move me in the direction of the vision. Of course, I'm prayerful about it. I'm talking to my guy, God, about it. And the blueprint is on the inside of me. But I make decisions from where I'm going, not from where I am. And a lot of us, we only consider our current reality when we are making decisions. And that is why your current reality is always your current reality, right? Your current reality is always your current reality because that is the basis of your decision making. You're so focused on what is that you can't see what is. You're so focused on what is that you can't really see what is, right? And so you're absorbed and consumed with the quote-unquote facts of your current reality so much so that you can't even envision anything beyond your current reality. And so your decision-making is paralyzed and crippled by what you're currently experiencing, but you recreate it by continually making decisions from that same space. This is why wisdom from outside of you is necessary. This is why coaches are necessary because we cannot see our own blind spots. I have blind spots. I have people who are in my blind spots and I'm like, wow, I didn't see that. Well, you didn't see it because it's a blind spot. And so a lot of us in, some of us, have such a sensitivity to criticism or judgment that we perceive feedback as criticism or judgment. And because we block it all out, trying to avoid pain, we block the feedback that's necessary to do something different. You, do you know what I mean? And But then, yeah, we complain about these realities that we keep creating. So it's almost like... You create a shit show in your own life, and now you want to be the victim of the shit show that you created. But when coaching or wisdom or something comes in that invites you to do something different, you reject that because it's foreign. Of course, it's going to be foreign because your thoughts are what got you here. And so you need thinking outside of yourself to move in a different direction, but you reject the thinking and the thought process that feels foreign and you protect the thought process that has created your current reality. And so that's why you see people go through cycles and cycles and cycles and you'd be like, damn, ain't they tired of this by now? What about your cycles? Aren't you tired of them? My cycles, they were cycles until I got an awareness and then when I got an awareness, I made a conscious decision to do something different. You know, I always say when you see it, you can shift it. And so I made conscious choices and decisions to do something different. But here's the thing. If you want to be positioned to make decisions from where you're going and not from where you are, you are going to have to take risks. You are going to have to embrace uncertainty. 
You're going to have to embrace discomfort. It will be disruptive. But the beauty about creative disruption, so for example, me going to Dubai is creatively disrupting my own life and creatively disrupting my own comfort level and my own paradigms and my own thought process. So when you creatively disrupt your own life, Life doesn't have to force you to change or do something different because you're willing to do it and initiate it yourself and you're fluid. I'm not locked into any one way of doing or being or having something. And so when you hold things loosely, now, there are ways that I would like it to happen. There are ways that I can envision it happening, envision things happening. And guess what? It usually does not pan out that way, but I am not attached to an outcome happening in a certain way, because the more attached you are to the outcome happening the certain way, a certain way, the more you are going to try to be in control of it. And when you can just relinquish control and surrender to the fact that God, listen, you know way better than I do. You see the big picture, I only see this part. And you know way better than I do how to create scenarios or arrange scenarios and circumstances for my best good so I don't have to be all up in arms and need to be in control of everything. I can just release it and relinquish it. But also to make decisions from where you're going and not where you are, it's either going to cost you time, it's going to cost you energy, it's going to cost you attention, it's going to cost you money. It's one of the four, if not all of the four. If you don't have the money, then you're going to have to invest your time, energy, and attention in becoming someone different. If you have the money, then your money might be the thing that you have to invest to catapult you into a different space. And a lot of times, this is where scarcity mindsets come in and we're afraid to let go of what it is that we have. But holding on so tightly to what it is that you have, it brings up the thought, the deep belief, the deep-seated belief that this is all that you will ever have. The reason why I will let go of money and release money and release money generously and invest money is because I fully and wholeheartedly believe that I can always create more money. I can always create more money. So if I create a a gap by investing amount of money, guess what? That's a call, a challenge to myself to now recreate more than what it is that I already have. But scarcity has us holding on to things And the things that we're holding on to don't even meet what it is that we need. So do you understand what I mean? So it's it's a mindset shift to say, where am I going? Where do I envision myself in the next six months to a year? What decisions does that person make, right? And so now you're not just acting as if, you're being as if you are being that person and your life and your circumstances just catch up with you. Some of us, our life and our circumstances aren't catching up. Our life and our circumstances are inviting us to catch up. Like, listen, let's talk about this. I heard somebody say this about the check engine light going on in your relationships. But what about when the check engine light is going on in your life? And some of us, I always tell you that life 
is going to give you feedback. Life is going to give you feedback about, uh uh-huh, this is the right direction. Up, you need a detour. Up, danger ahead. And a lot of times it happens with the check engine light going off. And you know what happens to our vehicles, for example, when we have check engine lights that go on? We ignore it. We ignore the check, check engine light so much so that the check engine light just becomes a part of driving the vehicle. We're just hoping and praying that there's not a complete breakdown instead of saying, wait a minute, there is a problem here, or this is alerting me of a much bigger problem. We allowed the thing to compound when we could have dealt with it in the first place. So there is something in us that wants to avoid like the truth of things. And here's the thing. Just because we ignore something doesn't mean that it's not true. And so some of us, we got lights. Our our whole damn lives is lit up. And we just acting as if we in real good mechanical shape and condition and not making the choices to change and do something different. And so what we don't realize is that as much as we cry and play the victim about what is happening in our lives, how often do we say, you know what, I'm going to own this because it was this choice and decision that allowed this to happen. How often are we taking 100% responsibility for where we are? If you really want to grow, make decisions from where you're going, take responsibility for where you are. It ain't nobody's fault. It ain't life's fault. It ain't the devil's fault. It ain't anything outside of yourself because you're the only person that you can control, right? So take responsibility for where you are. I don't care how you got there. Listen, we all have trauma, hurt, pain, all of the things, but what we also have is the ability to choose something different. You are never stuck in one direction or stuck in any situation unless you choose it. And so sometimes we have become so emotionally attached to where we are, even if we hate it. You couldn't hate it that bad if you're not willing to let it go and change it. So what do we do? Take responsibility for where we are. Look at them check engine lights in your life and take yourself in for a a proverbial checkout. Let me tell you a check engine light that went off in my life, right? Right when I, around the time when I turned 50-ish, about 50, because I'm 50, I was just living my best life, still eating and drinking and being married, working out, doing the things that I've always done. But then I was like, dang, I feel like I'm dragging a wagon. I'm feeling a little thicker here. Man, I got on the scale, and when I tell you that I had easily gained like like 15 to 20 pounds in the course of a year, was I eating radically different? No, but, you know, some of it was, you know, lifting, lifting heavier and, you know, gaining some muscle mass, but, you know, also going through the first parts, going through menopause, your estrogen levels dip. And so sometimes you gain hormonal weight. So my check engine light went on off when... I found out about my hormone levels and what was happening differently, right? Did I do something differently then? No, I was like, oh, okay. You know, this should be easy because, you know, my weight fluctuates. It usually fluctuates between seven and eight pounds. Well, I finally took myself to the shop and got a trainer, right? I was working out, but but I, I got a trainer. And so now I have a meal plan and it's like, okay, because... 
My check engine light is the weight gain for me. Can I lose the weight? Yes. But I also think about, okay, cortisol levels or things increasing if you get belly fat or heart health. You know, women are more seemingly susceptible to heart disease, right? African-American women in particular. So I'm saying my check engine light was on with the weight gain. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know what? You're going to get me as I am. I'm just a little fluffier. No, no, absolutely not. I can still fit my same clothes. They just fit a little, you know, a little tighter. But the check engine light was my indicator to say, hey, you have an opportunity to do something different before perhaps maybe you start feeling fatigue or maybe you start feeling lethargic or maybe, you know, you end up with some other kind of problem because right now you don't have medication. And if you want to keep it that way, pay attention to this check engine light. So listen, just because I could have ignored it and just been like, look, look, you know, the beach gonna give get whatever body I give it. I ain't gotta worry about it. And I could have just completely ignored it. But just because I ignored it doesn't make it not true that, okay, you need to do something different here to just make sure that you are moving towards better health and not just allowing yourself to just let it go because, you know, you're aging gracefully. That's bullshit for me anyway, okay? So that's what I'm saying. Where is your check engine light on in your life? It could be on in your money. Look, if you go into your bank account and it's red, your check engine light is on, right? It's it's on. You need to do something differently. Don't just close it up and then you're reaching out to the bank and keep asking them, can they reverse your overdraft fees? No, okay, the first two, three overdraft fees is telling you the first one, hey, here's a check engine light. Now, I know people whose accounts have been closed because they had so many overdraft fees and they're like, I'm not doing business with that bank. Shit, they're probably like, thank you. We can't wait to get rid of your ass. Are you kidding right now? Are you serious? Remember what I'm talking about, taking responsibility? Can't anybody go through a hard time? Absolutely. There's something completely different than going through a hard time and just living in a space of a hard time where this is just the natural thing that you do. I can remember somebody telling me that the bank manager, they went into the bank and the bank manager pulled them to the side to say, like, what's 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 going on here? What's what's happening? Like, what, what is really going on with your account that you are always overdrafting? Like, what is really happening here? So not only do you know that you got the check engine light on, okay, here come the mechanic to be like, what, what do you need to do differently? Where is the check engine light on in your life? And where is something true, but you're trying to go on like usual and act like it doesn't exist? Just because you ignore something doesn't make it not true. And so we will bury our head in the sand and ignore something. And you know what? It compounds and it gets worse and it gets worse and it gets worse. And so then we end up with crises that could have been prevented if we just did, if we, first of all, if we paid attention when the check, check engine light came on. But second of all, or first of all, what about just regular maintenance? What about just regular routine maintenance? Maintenance, your health, your finances, your well-being, 
your, you know, your, your, your body, your relationships. You can be very intentional about preserving things and maintaining the health of things if you are aware, if you choose to be present, if you choose to pay attention. But we have this head in the sand approach. And so we are dealing with calamity after calamity and crisis after crisis. And then we want to complain and get the attention of complaining. And we want people's attention and we want people's um, energy and we want people's sorrow. When the question people should be saying is, how much of this is, is really your own doing? How much of this is your own doing and what are you going to do differently? Let me tell you why this is important. I have learned as a coach and am learning to let people be with their misery in peace and not not try to give people something that they don't think that they're supposed to have. One of the hardest lessons I learned in coaching is because as a visionary and as a person who can see, I'm anointed by God to see people's possibility and potential. And I can move somebody as a catalyst into it very, very quickly. However, there are many times that I come across people and people will verbally tell you that they hate where they are and they're not doing anything to change it. You can give them suggestions and they're the special snowflake and they're the exception to every rule. And you know what? I've learned to respect that this is where this person is choosing to be. It is the hardest thing ever. But here's what happens. We get caught up in people's emotional stories and people pulling you in with their stories. And listen, you can tell me the story, but I'm not getting pulled into the story. I can feel empathy. I can feel hurt. I can feel all of the things but I'm not getting pulled into the story because oftentimes what I don't hear in the story is, here's what I'm going to do differently. And so I already know that this cycle is bound to continue when no change has been made. I, I literally was having this conversation today. I was having this conversation and someone was expressing to me how tired they were. And I just listened for a few minutes. And you know what I said? I said, well, you know, um, I'm going to go now because I have to record the podcast and I have some other things that I need to take care of. So I will speak to you later. And I didn't have insight or input or energy or attention to pour into something that I know at this point is not going to be changed because I respect this person's right to be where they're choosing to be, even if it's painful, even if it's a painful reality, because this person is also in a position to do something differently, do something differently if it were painful enough. It's, 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 it's just like, I'm just not being pulled into the story because like I said before, you can change anything in your life. You can come back from anything in your life you just need a vision that's big enough for your life, that is compelling enough, that will pull you forward out of the things that you are currently holding on to. This is what people don't understand. To have the life that you say that you want is going to cost you. 
and it might cost you everything that you things that you didn't think you wanted to give up but you are always exchanging the lesser for the greater so for example somebody told me that all they wanted was peace and stability well guess what peace peace of mind is going to cost you what is disrupting your peace of mind but when we talk about your willingness to do something different or give that up you're not willing to do anything differently so you will continue to be robbed of peace and i respect that decision stability if we look at what you're currently doing is that lending itself to stability it's not but you're not willing or open to do anything different then i respect your choice to be unpeaceful is that a word or unstable to do you do you see what i'm saying so remember you cannot get around cause and effect so somebody's trying to get a hold of me so you can say that you want something you can always go right back to am i willing to exchange this for that because it's always going to cost you something and a lot of times we want it but we don't want to pay the price for it and so there's always an opportunity cost everything is going to cost you something to to get it but it'll also cost you something when you don't make the decisions that you need to make because you'll look up in 3 years 6 years 10 years you're like man what happened one of my friends recently told me she said I'm getting older and I'm starting to get afraid, right? And so we're like 50, about to be 51. Like what this this is not just like we're not, we're not in our 20s and so while I don't feel old, it's just like my decisions, I can't just be out here making frivolous decisions without thinking about cause and effect. No, like I got to make decisions for my children, my children's children. Like I have to think soberly at some point in life. But what I'm saying is I respect people's right to be where they are and I'm no longer trying to impose my wisdom, my insight, my perspective or offer it. And sometimes people they come to me as if they want it but they don't really want it. What they really want is my attention. They want that nurturing. They want that energy that I have, that maternal energy, but not the part of maternal energy that's going to put their put your foot in their ass and just be like hey you need to cut this shit out like pe- people don't want that they just they just want the the nurturing and the affection and the oh it, no listen 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 cause leads to effect you can change anything in your life if you're willing to do something differently you create get a vision for your life that's so much bigger than where you are now. It needs to be something compelling enough that you're willing to relinquish that you're will- willing to give up something lesser for something greater because it, I can't tell you how much money, relationships, time, energy, attention, sleep, all kinds of things that I have given up because what was in front of me was more important and it was greater and I was looking and making a decision from where I was going even though it didn't make sense in my current reality right it, I, i'm because i'm not making decisions from where i am right now so couple of thoughts here to just in closing think about where your check engine lights are on in your life 
and you can make a decision to do something about it besides bitch and complain. You, you can actually make a decision to put a cause in place so that you get a different effect, right? That's called growth. It's called maturity. It's called accountability to yourself. So there's that. And then also think about where it is that you want to go and start making decisions from that place. Like, make decisions from that place. I hear a lot of people about, you know, million-dollar businesses, billion-dollar businesses, Okay, what who do you need to grow into to make decisions from that place? Like this all leads back to personal transformative inner work. Um the work that needs to happen between you and you because the fight is always between you and you and it's just which version of you is going to to be triumphant, which version of you is going to conquer. And for me, it's the version of me that I'm becoming that I'm willing to surrender the version of me that I am. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to see control, so to speak, to the version of me that I envision and willing to align my decisions um, to go along with that. So just something to think about. Just because you ignore something doesn't mean it's not true. Check them check engine lights and make some new decisions, do some new things. You are so worth it. And you will look at your life and you will be like, oh my God, how did I get here? It wasn't magical. You made decisions, cause and effect, and you made decisions and took the consistent actions to get you there. It's not rocket science, but it does take work. I love each and every one of you. Have a beautiful rest of your day. 